and welcome to episode 34 of No Crying in Baseball. It's Pride Month episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. And we're looking forward to another big event, which is All-Star Week, because you and I went down to Nationals Park, which is going to be the home of your All-Star Game for 2018. So excited. Here here in your nation's capital, which is such a great location, and we are really hoping to be a part of it. So we'll see how our speed dating interview went, right? That's how they they determine whether you can volunteer or not, because there's a lot of more volunteers than there are spaces for us. There's been a lot happening this week regarding our boyfriends, and uh, the most of the news is not good for me, so I'm sad. I'm especially sad about my favorite guy, Pookie Mookie Betts from the Boston Red Sox, who had a strain in his left side, and he was out, and then he was out more, and now he's fucking on the DL, and he was really holding my team together, a lot of my points on my fantasy league coming from Pookie. And it hurts for for a lot of reasons. Uh, There's a lot of angst I'm having about my Red Sox. I love Cora, the manager. He said, you got to trust the player. We do feel it's going to be sooner rather than later. So it's sort of like he's trying to reassure me that it's not going to be too long with Pookie. But to add insult to injury, literally, Pedroia, who had been up for what what you had said was a, a cup of cop- coffee when they were coming up from the minors, right? Right. Yeah, that's what they call it when you come up for the minors just for a very brief stay in the major league and then go back down. We're talking about the DL, so I don't know if we can use that. We may have to think of another phrase for that. Yeah, like a beer and a shot, right? I, yeah. A boiler maker. You're Perfect. up for a boiler up for maker. A boiler maker. I right. like it because they're the big boys and the yeah. majors. Perfect. Yeah, and and Pedroia had been raring to go. He had been biting at the chomps trying to get back in, and we know is that the right phrase? Biting chomping at, at the bit. Chomping at the bit. Chomping, biting, all that stuff. Maybe goes that's together. why he's on the DL. Uh, <laughs> he was doing <laughs> it wrong. Too much chomping and biting. <laughs> he's been wanting to come back for a long time. Pedroia is a real workhorse, and and you know he's frustrated on the DL. And of course, last week I talked about my angst and frustration that they really released, which I didn't expect coming, Hanley Ramirez, because Pedroia was coming back, and now Pedroia's not there anymore, and Mookie's not there, and, and Hanley's, Hanley's not there. Hanley's gone. He's officially gone from the team. Rumor has it the O's want him, so then you're going to have mixed feelings about the Orioles. Oh, I can't wait to see how that pans out. Yeah, that'll be a big thing. I mean, I guess the good thing is that I'll be able to go to Camden Yards more often. I think I'll... I'd like to go visit him. We like when you go to Camden Yards with us. The whole Pookie thing is a definite problem for you, and it's a problem for the Red Sox. Yet, weirdly, it's working out okay for my boyfriend on the Red Sox, Andrew Benatendi. So Benny is stepping up. With Mookie gone, Benny is batting leadoff. He's doing great in that spot. He is red hot right now. He's had six homers in 17 games. Last Monday against the Braves, he went three for five with a home run, a triple, and four RBIs. You said last night was a big deal? Yeah, I just want to say that he definitely gets the credit of pulling ahead, barely ahead at the end against the Astros. And for me, it was so stressful because those are my Astros pitching, and I have Altuve on the Astros. And at this point, I have, for fantasy, nobody on the Red Sox. Yet I was cheering for Benny and saying, go Team Patty, when... He uh, he got an RBI at the end. I bet you weren't really saying go team, Patty. But okay, I kind of did. Did I you? Did. Okay, that's pretty awesome. So if you remember way back, we I, when I identified Benny as my boyfriend, I noted that he was a boy from Cincinnati. He was an Ohio guy. I'm an Ohio girl. I'm all about the Ohio boys. There's two more boys associated with Ohio right now that made big news this week. I talk about them a lot, but there is news this week about them. 
One of them is Mr. Smile, Lindor. Smiley. Of the Fighting Franconas, who was named the American League Player of the Month for the very first time. Lindor had yet another two home run, two double game this week, which we talked about just how rare that is. It's so rare. And yet he just did it twice in a month. So it's going to be old news soon. And the season is young. So hopefully we'll, there'll be more of those before the season is over. He also leads all of Major League Baseball for the month of May with 44 hits and 27 runs scored. So that's awesome. So that would be the Northeastern Ohio boy, as opposed to Benny from Cincinnati. And oh, look, Scooter. We're back to Scooter Jeanette. Scooter, Scooter everywhere. Scooter, Scooter Just everywhere. Like last week. My Cincinnati Reds boyfriend, Scooter Jeanette, is the National League Player of the Month, which is not unusual considering he got National League Player of the Week twice in the past month. So Math works. Math works. It's his first time National League Player of the Month. I'm very excited. For the month of May, he hit 398, second only to your boyfriend, Brandon Crawford. I did not know that. Thanks for the info. Sure. I'm I'm handing that that little little present to you. He also had that four-game home run streak where he had a homer in each of four straight games and has eight home runs for the month. So yay, Scooter. Yay, Ohio boys. Why aren't I saying yay with my boyfriend news? This is my second non-yay boyfriend update, which is Clayton Kershaw and my troubled Dodgers pitching. He was also up for a shot and a beer, a Boilermaker. Played uh, five innings, four hits, one run, and was not throwing anything over 90 miles an hour. Not your typical Kershaw. Not at all. So they knew he was off. He has a lower back strain, and Roberts, Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers, is saying that he's going to be out over a month. Rich Hill is still on the DL, and I haven't figured out how to fix my pitching, so my pitching's just fucked. It's yeah, just, you know you know it's bad when they pull the pitcher and they say, he's going right for an MRI now. That is bad. That is not a pretty thing. On the other hand, Nationals pitching... Much better. Much better. In particular, Max Scherzer. Way much better. Well, okay, we'll say I'm going to throw you Verlander because Verlander got the American League Pitcher of the Month. Okay, so so boyfriend of mine, right. Verlander and from the Astros, is on my A-team. That's right. And Max Scherzer got the National League Pitcher of the Month again, second straight month. I'm smelling Cy Young already. So we're sharing. That's nice. He also got his 150th win. And there are That's pitchers amazing. out there who have gotten 300 wins. Max is over 30, and he's looking to say, how can you do this? It's almost impossible mathematically to get to 300 wins. So he doesn't see that happening. But but as far as he's going to go, oh, my God, he's amazing. Last night, the, the Nats and the Braves went 14 innings. The Braves were thinking, we're not going to see Scherzer because he wasn't signed up to pitch for any of those games. This is so cool. They pulled him in as a pinch hitter in the 14th inning, and the man singled. He singled, and then Defoe hit a triple, so Max Scherzer scored the winning run. The winning run. I was so confused when he got brought in because I was thinking they're just prepping it for him to be the next pitcher, that they're subbing up pitchers, but that was not it. No, no. Scherzer can, in fact, do anything. And like I said, if I could have a pitcher actual boyfriend, it would be him and I remain very afraid of him. Another interesting stat on on Scherzer that I saw recently that he's the pitcher that swings the most in MLB. So he wants the hits, he, man. He he's wants trying. The hits. He's trying. On my Nationals boyfriend side, Trey Turner, 
His streak broke yesterday, although he's picked up his hits again. He had his personal hitting streak. I think it was like 13 games yesterday when I was watching. So I don't want to be told anymore. <laughs> this is this looks bad for me. Not yes, saying a word. It does. When I I'm was sure watching, he went zero for six. He had a lot of sexy defense, a little too jumpy, a little too jittery, but it was working for him. And he is the shortstop in all of MLB with the best F war. So we've talked about war, right? W-A-R wins above replacement. And I saw F war and I thought, oh, he's my boyfriend. That must be fucking war, right? Now, it just turns out that there's a couple of different ways to calculate this really complicated idea of wins above replacement, how valuable you are. And if you get injured, what that's going to cost the team in terms of wins. And F is for fan graphs. So it's their way of calculating it. I got to say, I feel a little better about that. It sounds less negative when you put it that way. And I'm all about the positive. Positivity. I've got some positivity for you. For the Detroit Tigers, who haven't had a lot of positive things for a while, they're on a tiny little winning streak. And I'm going to tell you two reasons why. One is my boyfriend, Nick Castellanos, who hit 452 last week. He's had 11 three-hit games, which is a league-leading record. Nice stats, Nick. So he's doing great. He's super hot. Cabrera's been was was out for a while on the DL. He came back, so Nick kind of stepped up in the way that Benny stepped up in, in Pookie's okay. absence and all of that. But I mean, Cabrera's back. Hopefully, the hot streak will continue. But they had one, they have one other secret weapon. Well, not so secret. They have the Rally Goose. The Rally Goose. They had a rain delay on Wednesday. There right. was a goose in the stadium in Comerica Park, right? Right. And so during the rain delay, the players were trying to chase the goose off the field. The goose, the poor goose, took wing to fly away to get out of the stadium. And the crowd is cheering for the goose. Come on, you can do it. The goose could not clear the damn scoreboard, whacked the scoreboard, fell straight down into the crowd. But, but one of the Detroit fans was a veterinarian and she came, she sprang to the rescue, took care of the goose. The goose has since been released into the wild. We saw video and I'm sure it's the same goose. They wouldn't try to pull one over on oh, us. No, no. But they also rewarded the veterinarian by letting her throw out the first pitch the next night. And they thought the goose was so lucky for them, wasn't so lucky for the goose, was so lucky for them that they got a goose decoy, like a, a wooden goose replica they keep him in the dugout now, and since Rally Goose, they've won four straight. <laughs> that's that's uh, fabulous. You know, whatever that's works. Streaks, you don't mess with the streak. Marketable with the goose. I just can't help thinking goose. That might be a Canadian goose. Last week, we talked about the American eagle attacking the Canadian player. This the Canadian goose attacking the or falling on the American, American fans. fans. I think you're trying Peril? to start a border war. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's a trade war. Yeah, I'm sure of it. I'll go back to boyfriends. Do it. So I think there might be uh, some some new listeners out there this week. I've heard some good things in the past few days on social media. So welcome, everybody, and welcome to our boyfriends. I want to explain a little bit about how hard it is to replace our boyfriends. We have this fantasy boyfriend baseball. No, fantasy baseball boyfriend league. I wish I could get it. I don't think it matters which way the bees go, as long as you get both the bees in there. We've got fantasy and we've got baseball and boyfriends. And we picked them very lovingly in the offseason by not only their mad skills, by their character and whether we could, each one of us in our own personalities, would want to go hang out and have a beer with them. So I didn't anticipate this injury plague that would happen with my boyfriends. And I started off really like gangbusters. You know, physical wasn't part of the system. Yeah. And I didn't think about things like getting hit hit with a foul tip. And so Melina, I had Yadier Melina on my A team who started off great and then had this horrific injury that we talked about a few weeks ago. 
I realized I needed to put him on my fantasy DL and I started looking for boyfriends. And oh my God, it's so complicated because our rules are... It's rough out there in the world when you have to try to date. Yeah. It is. Especially when you have high qualifications as we do. We have high standards. We have high standards. And one of our standards is we cannot duplicate a team on our roster. So each one of our boyfriends with character has to be from a different team. And mad skills and love of the game. There's a lot to ask for. So much going on. We don't mess around here. When Salvador Perez on my B team when he and we have two teams when he was injured I just figured well I got to pick his replacement because we have to have somebody from different teams and it was that was the easiest way to do it but that did not do well for my points so I realized with Molina I had to do a little bit of figuring out which teams I had on which leagues and I found luckily two really good replacements and they have that boyfriend quality Number one, James McCann of Detroit Tigers, we were just talking about. On Memorial Day, he had cleats with the names of fallen soldiers written on them. So I don't know how MLB is going to react to these cleats, but I hope it's all right. They did him well. He got a grand slam. Ooh, mad skills and character. I figured... Well played. I figured since I've been just dying to get some catchers. I've been lacking in this catchers that I would also get a backup catcher because somehow I had another space on my roster. And Jorge Alfaro, which I went back and forth, which one's first? Because he's just like this silent, uh, amazing player on the Phillies who are doing really well right now. And Gabe Kapler, the manager of the Phillies, has a lot of faith in Alfaro and is playing him constantly. So he is the solid player playing almost every day. Solid arm, hit over 300 in May. Weirdly, he's been sort of flying under the radar. He has these mad skills Mm -hmm. and he has these good numbers and nobody is noticing him. People are sort of downplaying him. So I think he's like a secret weapon. I think it's a really good pick. Well, I noticed him and all my hard work might be for naught because word is that Molina, despite this emergency surgery that he had, might be coming back this week. So... Well, that's good as now you have an embarrassment of riches. I like it. It is good. Wait, only I'm competing with you. I like it a little bit. Quickly, my B team. So we each have two teams. That was my starters, and this is my second team. Uh, I had Robinson. I have Robinson Cano. It's a huge weight because I can't put him on the DL. He's suspended, so he's just sitting there. You have to dump him. You dump bad boyfriends. Boyfriends that break the law are are not good boyfriends. Get rid of them. I just thought that I was stuck with him because I chose him for his characteristics and all that. You know what? I'm your, your best baseball friend. Okay. I would tell you there are things you don't know about your boyfriend. I'm willing to put myself out there and say, you should know this about your boyfriend. And I think you should dump them at the risk of our friendship. Dump him. That makes him. sense. That dump makes him. sense. There's a boyfriend that I did not want to dump that I had to take off my list because he got sent down to the minors. And that's Torres of the of the Yankees that I was so careful in picking my Yankees boyfriend. Not such a bad thing, though, because I get to do a Yankee swap. Yeah. I just took <laughs> Andujar, who Isn't is that a holiday gift thing. I yeah. Think it's a holiday gift. It's awesome. happy, happy Yankee swap day. I got Andujar. That's good by me. By the way, talk about being stuck with boyfriends. Sean Rodriguez, who I totally picked for his character. Apparently nobody agrees with me on the Yahoo Sports thing. Zero percent of people are starting the Pirates' Sean Rodriguez. Didn't you pick him because he beat the crap out of a Gatorade yes, cooler? Yes, I did. Okay, so as your <laughs> yes, best <I> did. <laughs> baseball friend, I want to have a talk with you about how you judge boyfriends. You did okay with Mr. Potty Mouth, but this boyfriend thing, you may have some, some questionable I'm choices. Some problems I am here. just saying. So you're scoring with the boyfriends, though. I am scoring with the, well, my boyfriend kind of got into it a little bit. My Cubs boyfriend, Javier Baez, had a little revenge taken out on him. Um, although the good news about Baez is on our way down to record, we just learned that he stole home today. And Beautiful. I w- that is so sexy. It was so sexy, except for 
the other team was so ridiculous. I've been to a lot of, say, travel softball games, and every travel softball team knows if you've got somebody on third, ignore the runner at first. They're going to try to steal to distract you so the runner and can steal. And a big fucking lead, And too. that's exactly what happened. I mean, come on. And it was the Mets. More about the Mets later. They're, we're calling them the hapless Mets now. Sorry, guys, but that's the case. Anyway, so Baez had a slide into him as revenge for an Anthony Rizzo slide a few days before. Why don't you tell us about that? Anthony Rizzo is technically my ex-boyfriend. I just had to get rid of him because I, when I made the final cuts, I still felt very connected to him, except I'm not going to defend this because this was ugly. He actually slid into catcher Elias Diaz of the Pirates, and it was ruled... So he's, he's sliding into home. Right. The Diaz was in front of home base, not actually on the base. Not blocking the plate, not but actually blocking, towards the first base right. side in front of it. This is the Buster Posey rule that we talked about a few episodes back. And Rizzo comes in and you can see his legs sweep out really to take out Diaz. It looked pretty ugly from any angle. On the field, it was called legal. They sent it to New York for them to look at it. The replay was called legal. People were a little bit pissed off, except for Rizzo and Madden. But then yesterday, or I don't know, a couple of days ago, MLB went back to the it next said, day, the very next day. They said, it. oh, no, it's fine. It's, it's not OK. It was it's an illegal slide. Yeah. I mean, I thought it looked really bad. I'm not going to defend Rizzo. And he just said, this is the way you break up a do- double play. You're, you're sliding hard. You're playing hard. And here's the thing. It is the way you you break up the double play. But now there is this Buster Posey rule in effect. And there's a, sec- a rule of second base, too, where you have to aim for the bag. You cannot go out yeah. of the line to take out the catcher or take out whoever's, you know, staff, whoever the second baseman or the or the um, the shortstop, whoever's on second base to break up. the. You can't try to hurt them. Right. And that is what happened at, at, at you know, at, at home base here with Rizzo. And there is a freaking rule. I don't care how you were brought up to do it. Yes, right. that's how everybody played. But there is a rule. And if you break the rule, there are consequences. Either have the rule or don't. Because clearly, there have been three, at least three this week, instances where the umps have said, oh, it's fine. So the Baez thing was in, this was in the same series between okay. the Cubs and the Pirates. The pitcher for the Pirates is the one running to second. And he goes out of the baseline and plows in a slide into Baez to try to break up the double play. He doesn't do it because Baez is sexy, sexy defense. Gets up and Baez said, what the hell was that? (laughs) And he said, (laughs) "Surprise!" sorry. And yet still the bench is cleared because that's what happened. So it was another bench clearing conversation. And uh, this was this was Joe Musgrove was was the pitcher who did this. And Baez said, um, well, he said, Musgrove said that Baez had every opportunity to get out of the way, but decided to stand right on second base. Whereas, Imagine that. Right. But the thing was with the other way, when um, the, the Pirates pitcher, uh, sorry, the Pirates catcher was not on the base and his back was to the runner. So they ambushed him. So he's like, see, he could have gotten out of the way, but Elias Diaz could not have gotten out of the way. Baez was a little hilarious about it. He said, everybody came out, like the bench clearing, everybody came out because they had to. Sometimes players are just talking. They're just catching up. They haven't seen each other for a while. There's going to be a lot to talk about. Meanwhile, Madden is just cracking up because he thinks this is all hilarious. I'm a, I'm a little down on, on Joe Madden right now, though, the, the manager of the Cubs. Understandably. There was another bench clearing conversation between the uh, Texas Rangers and the the Anaheim Angels when Refnad Odor, who we talked about way back in episode 12, he's the guy who sucker punched 
punched Bautista, just went all out and slammed him. Well, his temperament has not improved. He actually uh, also did a questionable slide into uh, Simmons, second baseman, Andrelton Simmons. Second way, baseman out of the of way out of way the baseline. Way out of the baseline. And, and Odar, in his defense, was saying, well, my boyfriend, actually Ian Kinsler of the Angels, I guess they had to talk about it. And he was like, ah, whatever. Didn't sound like he was really supporting him, but Sim- Simmons, not so much. He, he definitely said that he took him out. And it looks pretty bad. Again, the umps didn't call it. Right, because they're... These guys are playing the way they learned how to play, but they are not playing by the new rule and the umps aren't enforcing the new rule. So why have the damn rule? Happy news. We've been talking about Juan Soto. Adorable. He's adorable. I'm drinking. Cheers to that. I got a drink to Juan Soto. Juan Soto has been on the job for about two weeks now for the Nationals. And this past week, he hit 385. Another home run, his very first stolen base. And so... The kids team and our Fantasy Boyfriend Baseball League picked him up immediately. They dumped Michael A., who they love Michael A. Taylor, but they're like, you know what? Mm, we want the new guy. He's we want the guy who's only two years older than we <laughs> right. are, right? Yeah, so he's totally our our poster guy for success. Interesting thing about him is he's not, as we talked about last week, you know, he's very patient, right? He'll take he'll take balls. He's not going to like... Mature. Mature right? for a young kid. He also changes his stance after two strikes with really? a super wide stance, which shows he doesn't he's not going to have a leg kick, which means he's not going to try to hit a home run. He's just going to try to hit it right over the infield. Sure. He just wants a base hit, and he keeps on getting them. So I heard the TV commentators and then also the radio commentators within about an hour of each other say... Why doesn't he just start in that stance? Because <laughs> it's so successful for him. But we're really proud of, of Juan Soto, and we wish they would release the damn jersey because we all want them. I want one for sure. I want to talk about Danny Farquhar, who we last talked about in episode 28, White Sox pitcher who had a brain hemorrhage in the dugout during the God, game. That was scary. Pretty horrific. He threw out the first pitch this past Friday in the game versus the Brewers, and he is excited to get back. He wants to pitch again. So he has been cleared to start throwing. We're not going to know the extent of his injury until he starts throwing, until he actually does it, whether this has affected him or not. But he was really grateful to where he was when it happened because he was in a place where there was immediate medical assistance and he could be brought to the hospital instantly. And in so many cases of an aneurysm, of a hemorrhage like this, there's serious damage just because you can't get the attention that fast. So we're hoping that he does not have any delaying effects, and it would be amazing if he could get back and pitch again. We are all pulling for Danny Farquhar. Okay, this makes me feel old. There are a lot of sons of baseball players that we have followed as we came up who are now making news. Potty mouth, we are old people. We are, but we we have perspective, we have experience, we have wisdom to impart. Oh, thank you. Oh, I feel very good about that. You're good. Ivan Pudge Rodriguez. We love the Pudge. We love Pudge so much. Just got inducted in the Hall of Fame. Probably, I bet he's even more proud of this than he is of being in the Hall of Fame, which is his son, Derek Rodriguez, just called, got called up by the Giants. He had his debut this week. He pitched in relief. He hit a double. He joked that they took away all of his stuff. The the ball from his first pitch, the ball from his first <laughs> strikeout. He said, I was left with my pants at the end, <laughs> so at the funny. end of He um, has his very first start today. So he was in relief earlier this week. So he's actually starting today. So we'll report back and see how Pudge Jr. 
Derek does today. I just got to wonder if his dad caught for him, you know, while he's almost oh getting, wouldn't that be so cute oh, to that's see the a pitcher movie. and the catcher? That would be, cool. oh, I would sorry, weep. that was yeah, a little, little tangent. That would, that but, would be oh. bad. Roger Clemens, pitcher. His son, Cody Clemens, is is a junior in college. He he's Right now, he's playing for the Texas Longhorns, right? The NCAA tournament is happening right now. He plays second base for them. He's had three multi-home run games. Multi-home run. Multi-home runs, not That's multi-hit. That's crazy. Multi-hit-it-out-of-the-park multi games in the last 11 games. And just yesterday, he went three for five with two home runs against Texas A&M in, in the tournament. And they kept, of course, cutting to his dad watching, just Aww. beaming. So you can feel however you want about Clemens. but I have mixed feelings. <laughs> me too, me too. But you got to love the father-son thing. Sure. That's pretty cool. Sure. And then we can't not talk about Vlad Jr. because we always talk about Vlad Jr. So Vlad Jr., obviously the son of Vlad Sr., <laughs> Vladimir yeah. Guerrero. Um, so he's, he's in the minor league system for the, the Toronto Blue Jays. Josh Donaldson of the Blue Jays just went on the DL. So Don't everyone's I like, know it. That's my team, oh, my boyfriend. Geez, yes, so another sorry. one. Another oh, that one. sucks. So everyone's like, okay, Vlad Jr., this is your opportunity. They brought up a pitcher. So Vlad is hitting 414 with 11 home runs and 53 RBIs. 53. And they didn't bring him up. They brought up a pitcher. The only thing that could be good if he stays in the minors, we might see him at the Futures ball oh, game for the All-Stars. But if they pull him up, we won't. So uh, mixed feelings, but I'm all, I'm all in for Vlad Jr. And so is everybody oh, else. Wait a month. That would be great. Hey, I've got another son, Dude. actually. Luke Farrell, son of John Farrell, current uh, uh, Reds scout, right? He's, he's doing scouting for the Reds, former, famously former manager of the Red Sox. His son is now a pitcher for the... The Cubs, right? I didn't. Yeah, the Cubs. He's a Cubs relief pitcher. He blew back to back saves in May. Not his best moment. But just yesterday, he saved the day. He had five good innings. He got the win. 14 innings against the Mets and the Cubs made it. Would those be the hapless Mets? That would be another strike against the Mets this week. We I have a couple people who listen who are Mets. Welcome to episode 34 of No Crying in Baseball. It's Pride Month episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. And we're looking forward to another big event, which is All-Star Week, because you and I went down to Nationals Park, which is going to be the home of your All-Star Game for 2018. So excited. And here, here in your nation's capital, which is such a great location, and we are really hoping to be a part of it. So we'll see how our speed dating interview went, right? That's how they, they determine whether you can volunteer or not, because there's a lot of more volunteers than there are spaces for us. There's been a lot happening this week regard, regarding our boyfriends, and uh, the most of the news is not good for me, so I'm sad. I'm especially sad about my favorite guy, Pookie Mookie Betts from the Boston Red Sox, who had a strain in his left side, and he was out, and then he was out more, and now he's fucking on the DL, and he was really holding my team together, a lot of my points on my fantasy league coming from Pookie. And it hurts for, for a lot of reasons. Uh, there's a lot of angst I'm having about my Red Sox. I love Cora, the manager. He said, you got to trust the player. 
we do feel it's going to be sooner rather than later. So it's sort of like he's trying to reassure me that it's not going to be too long with Pookie. But to add insult to injury, literally, Pedroya, who had been up for what what you had said was a, a cup of co- coffee when they were coming up from the minors, right? Right. Yeah, that's what they call it when you come up for the minors just for a very brief stay in the major league and then go back down. We're talking about the DL, so I don't know if we can use that. We may have to think of another phrase for that. Yeah, like a beer and a shot, right? I, yeah. A boiler maker. You're Perfect. up for a boiler up for maker. A boiler maker. I right. like it because they're the big boys and the yeah. majors. Perfect. Yeah, and, and Pedroia had been raring to go. He had been biting at the chomps trying to get back in. And we know, is that the right phrase? Biting chomping at, at the bit. Chomping at the bit. Chomping, biting, all that stuff. Maybe that's why he's on the DL. Uh, <laughs> he was doing, doing it wrong. Too much chomping and biting. <laughs> he's been wanting to come back for a long time. Pedroia is a real workhorse, and, and you know he's frustrated on the DL. And of course, last week I talked about my angst and frustration that they really released, which I didn't expect coming, Hanley Ramirez, because Pedroia was coming back, and now Pedroia's not there anymore, and Mookie's not there, and, and Hanley's, Hanley's not there. Hanley's gone. He's officially gone from the team. Rumor has it the O's want him. So then you're going to have mixed feelings about the Orioles. Oh, I can't wait to see how that pans out. Yeah, that'll be a big thing. I mean, I guess the good thing is that I'll be able to go to Camden Yards more often. I think I'll I'd like to go visit him. We like when you go to Camden Yards with us. The whole Pookie thing is a definite problem for you, and it's a problem for the Red Sox. Yet, weirdly, it's working out okay for my boyfriend on the Red Sox, Andrew Benatendi. So Benny is stepping up. With Mookie gone, Benny is batting leadoff. He's doing great in that spot. He is red hot right now. He's had six homers in 17 games. Last Monday against the Braves, he went three for five with a home run, a triple, and four RBIs. You said last night was a big deal? Yeah, I just want to say that he definitely gets the credit of pulling ahead, barely ahead at the end against the Astros. And for me, it was so stressful because those are my Astros pitching and I have Altuve on the Astros. And at this point, I have for fantasy, nobody on the Red Sox. Yet I was cheering for Benny and saying, go Team Patty when... He uh, he got an RBI at the end. I bet you weren't really saying go team, Patty. But okay, I kind of did. Did I you? Did. Okay, that's pretty awesome. So if you remember way back we, I, when I identified Benny as my boyfriend, I noted that he was a boy from Cincinnati. He was an Ohio guy. I'm an Ohio girl. I'm all about the Ohio boys. There's two more boys associated with Ohio right now that made big news this week. I talk about them a lot, but there is news this week about them. One of them is Mr. Smile, Lindor of the Fighting Franconas, who was named the American League Player of the Month for the very first time. Lindor had yet another two-home run, two-double game this week, which we talked about just how rare that is. It's so rare, and yet he just did it twice in a month, so it's going to be old news soon. And the season is young, so hopefully there'll be more of those before the season is over. He also leads all of Major League Baseball for the month of May with 44 hits and 27 runs scored. So that's awesome. So that would be the Northeastern Ohio boy, as opposed to Benny from Cincinnati. And oh, look, Scooter. We're back to Scooter Jeanette. Scooter, Scooter everywhere. Scooter, Scooter Just everywhere. Like last week. My Cincinnati Reds boyfriend, Scooter Jeanette, is the National League Player of the Month, which is not unusual considering he got National League Player of the Week twice in the past month. So Math works. Math works. It's his first time National League Player of the Month. I'm very excited. For the month of May, he hit 398, second only to your boyfriend, Brandon Crawford. I did not know that. Thanks for the info. Sure. I'm I'm handing that that little little present to you. He also had that four-game home run streak where he had a homer in each of four straight games and has eight home runs for the month. So yay, Scooter. 
Yay, Ohio boys. Why aren't I saying yay with my boyfriend news? This is my second non-yay boyfriend update, which is Clayton Kershaw and my troubled Dodgers pitching. He was also up for a shot and a beer, a Boilermaker. Played uh, five innings, four hits, one run, and was not throwing anything over 90 miles an hour. Not your typical Kershaw. Not at all. So they knew he was off. He has a lower back strain, and Roberts, Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers, is saying that he's going to be out over a month. Rich Hill is still on the DL, and I haven't figured out how to fix my pitching, so my pitching's just fucked. It's yeah, just, you know you know it's bad when they pull the pitcher and they say, he's going right for an MRI now. That is bad. That is not a pretty thing. On the other hand, Nationals pitching... Much better. Much better. In particular, Max Scherzer. Way much better. Well, okay, we'll say I'm going to throw you Verlander because Verlander got the American League Pitcher of the Month. Okay, so so boyfriend of mine, right. Verlander and from the Astros, is on my A-team. That's right. And Max Scherzer got the National League Pitcher of the Month again, second straight month. I'm smelling Cy Young already. So we're sharing. That's nice. He also got his 150th win. And there are That's pitchers amazing. out there who have gotten 300 wins. Max is over 30, and he's looking to say, how can you do this? It's almost impossible mathematically to get to 300 wins. So he doesn't see that happening. But but as far as he's going to go, oh, my God, he's amazing. Last night, the, the Nats and the Braves went 14 innings. The Braves were thinking, we're not going to see Scherzer because he wasn't signed up to pitch for any of those games. This is so cool. They pulled him in as a pinch hitter in the 14th inning, and the man singled. He singled, yeah. and then Defoe hit a triple, so Max Scherzer scored the winning the run. The winning run. I was so confused when he got brought in because I was thinking they're just prepping it for him to be the next pitcher, that they're subbing up pitchers, but oh, that no. was not it. No, no. Scherzer can, in fact, do anything. And like I said, if I could have a pitcher actual boyfriend, it would be him, and I remain very afraid of him. Another interesting stat on, on Scherzer that I saw recently, that he's the pitcher that swings the most in MLB. So he wants the hits, he, man. He he's wants trying. The hits. He's trying. On my Nationals boyfriend side, Trey Turner, his streak broke yesterday, although he's picked up his hits again. He had his personal hitting streak. I think it was like 13 games yesterday when I was watching. So I don't want to be told anymore. <laughs> this is this looks bad for me. Not yes, saying a word. It does. When I I'm was sure watching, he went zero for six. He had a lot of sexy defense, a little too jumpy, a little too jittery, but it was working for him. And he is the shortstop in all of MLB with the best F war. So we've talked about war, right? W-A-R wins above replacement. And I saw F war and I thought, oh, he's my boyfriend. That must be fucking war, right? Now, it just turns out that there's a couple of different ways to calculate this really complicated idea of wins above replacement, how valuable you are, and if you get injured, what that's going to cost the team in terms of wins. And F is for fan graphs. So it's their way uh, of calculating it. I got to say, I feel a little better about that. It sounds less negative when you put it that way. And I'm all about the positive. Positivity. I've got some positivity for you for the Detroit Tigers, who haven't had a lot of positive things for a while. They're on a tiny little winning streak. And I'm going to tell you two reasons yeah, why. Yeah. One is my boyfriend, Nick Castellanos, who hit 452 last week. Whoa. He's had 11 three-hit games, which is a league-leading record. Nice stats, Nick. So he's doing great. He's super hot. Cabrera's been was was out for a while on the DL. He came back, so Nick kind of stepped up in the way that Benny stepped up in, in Pookie's okay. absence and all of that. But I mean, Cabrera's back. Hopefully, the hot streak will continue. But they had one, they have one other secret weapon. Well, not so secret. They have the Rally Goose. The Rally Goose 
they had a rain delay on Wednesday. There was a goose in the stadium in Comerica Park, right? Right. And so during the rain delay, the players were trying to chase the goose off the field. The goose, the poor goose, took wing to fly away to get out of the stadium. And the crowd is cheering for the goose. Come on, you can do it. The goose could not clear the damn scoreboard, whacked the scoreboard, fell straight down into the crowd. But... But one of the Detroit fans was a veterinarian, and she came, she sprang to the rescue, took care of the goose. The goose has since been released into the wild. We saw video, and I'm sure it's the same goose. They wouldn't try to pull one over on oh, us. No, no. But they also rewarded the veterinarian by letting her throw out the first pitch the next night. And they thought the goose was so lucky for them, wasn't so lucky for the goose, was so lucky for them that they got a goose decoy, like a, a wooden goose replica they keep him in the dugout now, and since Rally Goose, they've won four straight. <laughs> that's that's uh, fabulous. You know, whatever that's works. Streaks, you don't mess with the streak. Marketable with the goose. I just can't help thinking goose. That might be a Canadian goose. Last week, we talked about the American eagle attacking the Canadian player. This the Canadian goose attacking the or falling on the American, American fans. fans. I think you're trying Parallel? to start a border war. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's a trade war. Yeah, I'm sure of it. I'll go back to boyfriends. Do it. So I think there might be uh, some some new listeners out there this week. I've heard some good things in the past few days on social media. So welcome, everybody, and welcome to our boyfriends. I want to explain a little bit about how hard it is to replace our boyfriends. We have this fantasy boyfriend baseball. No, fantasy baseball boyfriend league. I wish I could get it. I don't think it matters which way the bees go, as long as you get both the bees in there. We've got fantasy and we've got baseball and boyfriends. And we picked them very lovingly in the offseason by not only their mad skills, by their character and whether we could, each one of us in our own personalities, would want to go hang out and have a beer with them. So I didn't anticipate this injury plague that would happen with my boyfriends. And I started off really like gangbusters. Yeah, you know, physical wasn't part of the system. Yeah, and I didn't think about things like getting hit hit with a foul tip. And so Melina, I had Yadier Melina on my A-team who started off great and then had this horrific injury that we talked about a few weeks ago. I realized I needed to put him on my fantasy DL and I started looking for boyfriends. And oh my God, it's so complicated because our rules are... It's rough out there in the world when you have to try to date. Yeah, it is. Especially when you have high qualifications as we do. We have high standards. We have high standards. And one of our standards is we cannot duplicate a team on our roster. So each one of our boyfriends with character has to be from a different team. And mad skills and love of the game. There's a lot to ask for. So much going on. We don't mess around here. When Salvador Perez on my B team, when he and we have two teams, when he was injured, I just figured, well, I got to pick his replacement because we have to have somebody from different teams and it was that was the easiest way to do it but that did not do well for my points so I realized with Molina I had to do a little bit of figuring out which teams I had on which leagues and I found luckily two really good replacements and they have that boyfriend quality number one James McCann of Detroit Tigers we were just talking about on Memorial Day he had cleats with the names of fallen soldiers written on them so I don't know how MLB is going to react to these cleats but I hope it's all right. They did him well. He got a grand slam. Ooh, mad skills and character. I figured... Well played. I figured since I've been just dying to get some catchers, I've been lacking in this catchers that I would also get a backup catcher because somehow I had another space on my roster. And Jorge Alfaro, which I went back and forth, which one's first? Because he's just like this silent, uh, amazing player on the Phillies who are doing really well right now. And Gabe Kapler, the manager of the Phillies, has a lot of faith in Alfaro and is playing him constantly. So he is the solid player playing almost every day, solid arm, hit over 300 in May. 
weirdly, he's been sort of flying under the radar. He has these mad skills mm-hmm. and he has these good numbers and nobody is noticing him. People are sort of downplaying him. So I think he's like a secret weapon. I think it's a really good pick. Well, I noticed him you and did. all my hard work might be for naught because word is that Melina, would, despite this emergency surgery that he had, might be coming back this week. So well, there that's goes. good as now you have an embarrassment of riches. I like it. It is good. Wait, only I'm competing with you. I like it a little bit. Quickly, my B team. So we each have two teams. That was my starters and this is my second team uh, I had Robinson I have Robinson Cano it's a huge weight because I can't put him on the DL he's suspended so he's just sitting there you have to dump him you place. dump bad boyfriends boyfriends that break the law are, sh- are not good boyfriends I get rid dump of them him? I can... just thought that I was stuck with him because I chose him for his characteristics you, and all that you know what I'm your your best baseball friend. I would tell you there are things you don't know about your boyfriend. I'm willing to put myself out there and say, you should know this about your boyfriend. And I think you should dump them at the risk of our friendship. Dump him. That makes sense. That makes sense. There's a boyfriend that I did not want to dump that I had to take off my list because he got sent down to the minors. And that's Torres of the the Yankees that I was so careful in picking my Yankees boyfriend. Not such a bad thing, though, because I get to do a Yankee swap. I just took (laughs) Andujar, who is Isn't that a holiday gift thing? I think it's a holiday gift. It's awesome. happy, happy Yankee swap day. I got Andujar. That's good by me. By the way, talk about being stuck with boyfriends. Sean Rodriguez, who I totally picked for his character. Apparently nobody agrees with me on the Yahoo Sports thing. Zero percent of people are starting the Pirates' Sean Rodriguez. Didn't you pick him because he beat the crap out of a Gatorade yes, cooler? Yes, I did. Okay, so as your <laughs> yes, best <I> did. <laughs> baseball friend, I want to have a talk with you about how you judge boyfriends. You did okay with Mr. Potty Mouth, but this boyfriend thing, you may have some, some questionable I'm choices. Some problems I am here. just saying. So you're scoring with the boyfriends, though. I am scoring with the, well, my boyfriend kind of got into it a little bit. My Cubs boyfriend, Javier Baez, had a little revenge taken out on him. Um, although the good news about Baez is on our way down to record, we just learned that he stole home today. And Beautiful. I, that is so sexy. It was so sexy, except for the other team was so ridiculous. I've been to a lot of, say, travel softball games, and every travel softball team knows if you've got somebody on third ignore the runner at first. They're going to try to steal to distract you so the runner can and steal he had home. a big fucking lead, And too. that's exactly what happened. I mean, come on. And it was the Mets. More about the Mets later. They're, we're calling them the hapless Mets now. Sorry, guys, but that's the case. Anyway, so Baez had a slide into him as revenge for an Anthony Rizzo slide a few days before. Why don't you tell us about that? Anthony Rizzo is technically my ex-boyfriend. I just had to get rid of him because I, when I made the final cuts, I still felt very connected to him, except I'm not going to defend this because this was ugly. He actually slid into catcher Elias Diaz of the Pirates, and it was ruled... So he's, he's sliding into home. Right. The Diaz was in front of home base, not actually on the base. Not blocking the plate, not but actually blocking, towards the first base right. side in front of it. This is the Buster Posey rule that we talked about a few episodes back. And Rizzo comes in and you can see his legs sweep out really to take out Diaz. It looked pretty ugly from any angle. On the field, it was called legal. They sent it to New York for them to look at it. The replay was called legal. People were a little bit pissed off, except for Rizzo and Madden. But then yesterday, or I don't know, a couple of days ago, MLB went back to the it next said, day, the very next day. They said, it. oh, no, it's fine. It's, it's not OK. It was it's an illegal slide. Yeah. I mean, I thought it looked really bad. I'm not going to defend Rizzo. And he just said, 
this is the way you break up a double play. You're, you're sliding hard. You're playing hard. And here's the thing. It is the way you you break up the double play. But now there is this Buster Posey rule in effect. And there's a, sec- a rule of second base, too, where you have to aim for the bag. You cannot go out yeah. of the line to take out the catcher or take out whoever's, you know, staff, whoever the second baseman or the, or the, um, the shortstop, whoever's on second base to break up. The, you can't try to hurt them. Right. And that is what happened at, at, at you know, at, at home base here with Rizzo. And there is a freaking rule. I don't care how you were brought up to do it. Yes, right. that's how everybody played. But there is a rule. And if you break the rule, there are consequences. Either have the rule or don't. Because clearly, there have been three, at least three this week, instances where the umps have said, oh, it's fine. So the Baez thing was in, this was in the same series between okay. the Cubs and the Pirates. The pitcher for the Pirates is the one running to second. And he goes out of the baseline and plows in a slide into Baez to try to break up the double play. He doesn't do it because Baez is sexy, sexy defense. Gets up and Baez said, what the hell was that? (laughs) And he said, (laughs) surprise. Sorry. And yet still the bench is cleared because that's what happened. So it was another bench clearing conversation. And uh, this was this was Joe Musgrove was was the pitcher who did this. And Baez said, um, well, he said, Musgrove said that Baez had every opportunity to get out of the way, but decided to stand right on second base. Whereas in that. Right. But the thing was with the other way, when um, the the Pirates pitcher, uh, sorry, the Pirates catcher was not on the base and his back was to the runner. So they ambushed him. So he's like, see, he could have gotten out of the way, but Elias Diaz could not have gotten out of the way. Baez was a little hilarious about it. He said, everybody came out like the bench clearing. Everybody came out because they had to. Sometimes players are just talking. They're just catching up. They haven't seen each other for a while. There's going to be a lot to talk about. Meanwhile, Madden is just cracking up because he thinks this is all hilarious. I'm a, I'm a little down on, on Joe Madden right now, though, the, the manager of the Cubs. Understandably. There was another bench clearing conversation between the uh, Texas Rangers and the the Anaheim Angels when Ruffnett Odor, who we talked about way back in episode 12, he's the guy who sucker punched Bautista, just went all out and slammed him. Well, his temperament has not improved. He actually uh, also did a questionable slide into uh, Simmons, second baseman, Andrelton Simmons. Way out of the baseline. Way out of the baseline. And and Odar, in his defense, was saying, well, my boyfriend, actually, Ian Kinsler of the Angels, I guess they had to talk about it. And he was like, ah, whatever. Didn't sound like he was really supporting him, but Sim- Simmons, not so much. He, he definitely said that he took him out. And it looks pretty bad. Again, the umps didn't call it. Right, because they're these guys are playing the way they learned how to play, but they are not playing by the new rule and the umps aren't enforcing the new rule. So why have the damn rule? Happy news. We've been talking about Juan Soto. Adorable. He's Cheers. adorable. I'm drinking. Cheers to that. I okay. got to drink to Juan yep. Soto. Juan Soto has been on the job for about two weeks now for the Nationals. And this past week, he hit 385. Another home run, his very first stolen base. And so the kids team and our fantasy boyfriend baseball league picked him up immediately. They dumped Michael A., who they love Michael A. Taylor, but they're like, you know what? Mm, we want the new guy. He's we want the guy who's only two years older than we <laughs> right. are, right? Yeah, so he's totally our our poster guy for success. Interesting thing about him is he's not, as we talked about last week. You know, he's very patient, right? He'll take he'll take balls. He's not going to like sure right? for a young kid. He also changes his stance after two strikes with really? a super wide stance, which shows he doesn't is not going to have a leg kick, which means he's not going to try to hit a home run. He's just going to try to hit it right over the infield. Sure. He just wants a base hit, 
and he keeps on getting them. So I heard the TV commentators and then also the radio commentators within about an hour of each other say, why doesn't he just start in that stance? Because <laughs> it's so successful for him. But we're really proud of, of Juan Soto, and we wish they would release the damn jersey because we all want them. I want one for sure. I want to talk about Danny Farquhar, who we last talked about in episode 28, White Sox pitcher who had a brain hemorrhage in the dugout during the God, game. That was scary. Pretty horrific. He threw out the first pitch this past Friday in the game versus the Brewers, and he is excited to get back. He wants to pitch again. So he has been cleared to start throwing. We're not going to know the extent of his injury until he starts throwing, until he actually does it, whether this has affected him or not. But he was really grateful to where he was when it happened because he was in a place where there was immediate medical assistance and he could be brought to the hospital instantly. And in so many cases of an aneurysm, of a hemorrhage like this, there's serious damage just because you can't get the attention that fast. Right. So we're hoping yeah. that he does not have any delaying effects, and it would be amazing if he could get back and pitch again. We are all pulling for Danny Farquhar. Okay, this makes me feel old. There are a lot of sons of baseball players that we have followed uh, as we came up so true. who are now making news. Potty Mouth, we are old people. We are, but we, we are. have perspective, we have experience, we have wisdom to impart. Oh, thank you. Yes. Oh, I feel very good about that. You're good. Ivan Pudge Rodriguez. We love the Pudge. Oh, love we him. love Pudge so much. Just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Probably, I bet he's even more proud of this than he is of being into the, in the Hall of Fame, which is his son, Derek Rodriguez, just called got called up by the Giants. He had his debut this week. He pitched in relief. He hit a double. He joked that they took away all of his stuff, the the ball from his first pitch, the ball from his first <laughs> strikeout. He said, I was left with my pants at the end, <laughs> so at the funny. end of He um, has his very first start today. So he was in relief earlier this week. So he's actually starting today. So we'll report back and see how Pudge Jr., Derek, does today. I just got to wonder if his dad caught for him, you know, while he's almost oh getting... Wouldn't that be so cute oh, to that's see the a pitcher movie. and the catcher? That would be... Cool. Oh, I would Sorry, weep. That was yeah, little, I would little weep. Little tangent. That would, that would but, be oh. bad. Roger Clemens, pitcher. His son Cody Clemens is is a junior in college. He he's right now he's playing for the Texas Longhorns. Right, the NCAA tournament is happening right now. He plays second base for them. He's had three multi home run games. Multi home run. Multi home runs. Not That's multi hit. Crazy. Multi hit it out of the park run. games in the last eleven games. And just yesterday he went three for five with two home runs against Texas A and M. In, in the tournament. And they kept, of course, cutting to his dad watching, just Aww. beaming. So you can feel however you want about Clemens. But I have mixed feelings. <laughs> me too. Me too. But you got to love the father-son thing. Sure. That's pretty cool. Sure. And then we can't not talk about Vlad Jr. because we always talk about Vlad Jr. So Vlad Jr., obviously the son of Vlad Sr., <laughs> Vladimir yeah. Guerrero. Um, so he's, he's in the minor league system for the, the Toronto Blue Jays. Josh Donaldson of the Blue Jays just went on the DL. So Don't everyone's I like, know it. That's my team, oh, my boyfriend. Geez, yes, so another sorry. one. Another oh, that one. That sucks. So everyone's like, okay, Vlad Jr., this is your opportunity. They brought up a pitcher. So Vlad is hitting 414 with 11 home runs and 53 RBIs. 53. And they they didn't bring him up. They brought up a pitcher. 
the only thing that could be good if he stays in the minors, we might see him at the Futures ball oh, game for the All-Stars. But if they pull him up, we won't. So, oh, mixed feelings, but I'm all, I'm all in for Vlad Jr. And so is everybody oh, else. Wait a month. That would be great. Hey, I've got another son, Dude. actually. Luke Farrell, son of John Farrell, current uh, uh, Reds scout, right? He's, he's doing scouting for the Reds, former, famously former manager of the Red Sox. His son is now a pitcher for the the Cubs, right? I didn't, yeah, the Cubs. He's a Cubs relief pitcher. He blew back-to-back saves in May, not his best moment, but just yesterday he saved the day. He had five good innings. He got the win, 14 innings against the Mets, and the Cubs made it. Would those be the hapless Mets? That would be another strike against the Mets this week. We I, have a couple people who listen who are Mets fans. So yeah, sorry, guys. I feel so bad for you guys because the Mets were really, they started the season so strong. And I got to say, you Mets fans got a little cocky. You forgot the season is long. This was an especially bad week for the Mets with injuries, with mishaps, with administrative problems, and the stadium caught fire. And all I can say about that... Oh, that o- sounds like an omen. That's The really only bad. surprising thing about this whole chain of events is the fire wasn't specifically a dumpster fire, because that's where the Mets are right now. One little human interest note, um, Giancarlo Stanton with the Yankees have been playing the Orioles. Past few days, he hit a home run at Camden Yards that landed in the middle of a bachelorette party. Oh, so sweet. There did was he much go- joy. Did he go over to, to say hi? Not on camera. Maybe later. I just don't know. But that was kind of fun. We mentioned it's June. It's Pride Month. There Happy are, Pride! Happy Pride! There are 24 teams in the Major League Baseball sponsoring sponsoring Pride Nights this season. A couple of them have already happened. Most of them happen in June. Some of them are later. There are some other teams that may still schedule them. Um, Outsports was reporting these numbers, and they said that teams like the White Sox said, I think we're going to do something. We haven't scheduled it yet. So there okay. may be more. There are only two teams who have never had a night out. And who are those teams? Uh, Well, one of them is the Yankees. Yeah. The Yankees because they're the Yankees. And they said, well, we don't do any of those special interest nights. They did one for like Puerto Rican hurricane relief. But they they have bobbleheads and shit like that. Well, they do bobbleheads and shit, but they don't, you know, this apparently is a special group that they don't feel like they should single out oh in new york Uh, city home of the hugest pride parade and speaking of that hugest pride parade the news about that this this time is major league baseball the national football league the hockey league soccer leagues the women's hockey league all of these professional sports leagues are all going to have floats in that parade for the first time it's a pretty sports heavy parade the other team that's never had a, a pride day or a night out the Angels. That's shocking, actually. Okay, so LA area. That's bizarre. But but Orange County. Okay, they're in Orange frickin' County, yeah, right? They wouldn't, I, you know. So that's a different. It's a very specific demographic there. But the irony there is Major League Baseball has Billy Bean as their vice president of 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 inclusivity, right? Of social responsibility. He's from frickin' Orange County, and is basically the team that, he, that that's in his hometown is not ever having a Pride Night. Maybe, though, they will be goaded into it. Maybe they'll be shamed into it. This year is the first time the Cincinnati Reds, wow, are doing it. And I know, Cincinnati, this is a 
big deal. And the Milwaukee Brewers are having their very first um, night out, their very first Pride night. So yay for them. My hometown, I'm going to shit on my hometown for a second now. Okay, Cleveland has it. had one Pride night ever. It was the year that Cleveland sponsored the gay games. So they had like a little marketing tie in there. They were contacted this year. They said, well, nobody asked us to. Really? Huh. And you didn't know Pride Month was coming. Right. And interestingly, they sell a rainbow block C logo t-shirt. They sell basically a pride, marketing, you know, a, a gay pride t-shirt. And so I, the quote that I saw that made me just weep from my hometown is apparently the Indians can profit off gay culture without actually doing the work to celebrate it. So come on, my hometown, do better. Back to Billy Bean. There was a bit of a... Uh... I don't know, scandal, maybe not that many people people heard of it, but a bit of a of an interaction between him and Daniel Murphy of the Nationals, but at this time of the Mets in 2015, when Bean was appointed to this position of sort of creating diversity within MLB, that was part of his charge. And Murphy is on record as having saying, I disagree with his lifestyle. And that is what has sort of uh, branded Murphy as a homophobe. And perhaps that was true at the time. It's also notable to say that Murphy did say, even in the same article, in the same report at that time, that doesn't mean I can't still invest in him and get to know him. Bean responded incredibly diplomatically, cordially in a column and said that he appreciated that Daniel spoke his truth. So he's glad that Murphy was out there with his feelings, homophobic or whatever. At least he was open with them at the time, right? So an interesting follow-up to that is Daniel Murphy, we make some judgments based on, oh, by walk-up music. He plays some Christian rock songs at walk-up music, which leads me to believe he's got a strong faith background. Mm -hmm. And the Christian faith is famous for love the sinner, hate the sin. And what he said about Billy Bean is exactly that. Right. It's like, I don't agree with the lifestyle, but you personally are okay by me, right? So it's not great. It's conciliatory, but it's not there yet. But things yeah. have changed since then. And so not to say that I'm condoning that in any way. Right, sure. I, we, both of us, completely reject the concept of homophobia. But uh, in 2018, this year, just a couple months ago, there was an article saying that Bean and Murphy, through this process of dealing with this conflict and what Murphy said, have become friends. And the good part of the story, so this is what Billy Bean says as a response, is that the good part of the story is that over time, he and his wife, which is pretty notable because we talk a lot about players' wives being behind. Uh, that Murphy and his wife. Yeah, Murphy yeah. and his wife. They both contacted me, Billy Bean, and we started a friendship. And what Bean also said is that I'm sure he's never had a gay friend that's in his current life. So basically saying that homophobia comes from somewhere. It comes from experience. He didn't know anybody gay. Maybe he had these religious or whatever influences that caused this view. But when you get that personal relationship, you know, things change. And that's what it's all about. We've got a lot of these elements out there, but finding common ground, finding a way to communicate. And the other thing that being credited is baseball. Baseball's the common ground, and you can see somebody else in that field, so to speak, mm. and they're making those connections. And that's one of the reasons why having nights out or pride days at baseball games is so important because it it offers a chance for visibility 
and recognition and inclusivity. And then it's like, wow, look at the size of this population that I didn't think I knew. Right. I didn't think I knew anybody here. Look at this. These We have all of this in common. Like you said, it's common ground. And if we don't talk to each other, nothing changes. So if you make a snap judgment, like I'm never going to talk to Murphy again. He's off my list forever because he said this thing in 2015. Or I'm not going to support the Nationals because Murphy plays on them. Right. And, you know, there's a bunch of people out there who are like, if you give them a chance to do better, mm-hmm. maybe they'll do better. And that's how things change. Yeah. Notably on the Nationals, we have Sean Doolittle and his wife who are doing huge huge efforts in the D.C. LGBTQ young people community and doing a lot of outreach. And you and I will be there this Tuesday at Pride Night, taking pictures. Check your social media for updates. Another exciting thing happening right now as we speak, the Breakthrough Series Weekend, which is a connection of MLB and Baseball for All, Baseball for Girls. 65 high school girls from around the U.S. and Canada are having a four-day amateur camp of lots of fun stuff. The coolest thing, though, is it's sponsored by MLB. So it's getting press and it's getting recognition. And the goal is to train these young women so that the Women's Baseball World Cup will have a competitive American team. Not so sure our team is going to be that competitive this year because they're being kind of thrown together now for the the tournament in August in Florida. But for the future, they're investing in these girls for the future. They're doing... I'm hoping that part of the investment is to build these girls up to play in the MLB and not just a separate team. Both of those are important things. So many important things. So many important things. They're getting the intention. They're doing on-field drills with professional instructors. Instructors, they've had a Q&A with those women who played so, so many years ago. The They had a panel of women working in MLB. And this is something that you and I have started looking into and done a couple of profiles and we're going to be doing more. They had the, there's the MLB Senior VP of Baseball Operations, Kim Ng. You, yep, you yeah, reported we've on mentioned her, her in past episodes, absolutely. And the manager of umpire operations, Raquel Wagner. Oh, nice. Minor league umpire, Jen Pawal, who I think I've posted an article about. Yep. We're going to go more into women and umpire, umping. Miami Marlins pro scouting assistant, Alex Rigoli. And the moderator was the MLB chief diversity and inclusion officer. I just love that that position exists. And her name is Renee Tirado. It's important that we say these women's names because it's important to recognize women in MLB and women promoting women in MLB for this to continue continue in the future. And we're going to keep following up on all of these women. This is great news. All-star voting has opened up. Vote early, vote often. You can vote for you can vote 35 times. And you know what? That's 35 times per oh, I don't know, email address, IP address. You could even True get that. past this. Vote for your boyfriends. We're voting for our boyfriends. But you can only vote 5 times a day, which is different this year. So, start voting now. Right. right. And then vote all week long. The other thing happening this week is your opportunity for some cross-training. When you're not watching baseball, you got NBA finals, you got the Stanley Cup finals, dabble a little bit. It's good for you. It builds different muscles that you don't get from just watching baseball. What's happening in the Fantasy Boyfriend Baseball League? I am losing ground. I have to say, I'm still in first place, but my margin has halved. Last week, it was about 20 points. This week, it's about 10. I hope Mookie Betts gets better soon because this is a little bit alarming. This is the Mookie Benny swap, I think is what's happening here. Because I'm creeping up and you're creeping down. I think it's exactly that. You're breathing down my neck. I'm number one. Kamisha's number two. Deborah F out there. You're still number three. Oh, man. She's moving up, too. I'm I'm worried. And CIBU is number four. And the Tacoma Park Sox are hanging in there because the Sox Red are doing so well. 
They are. And, and the kids are hoping that bringing on their buddy Juan Soto, who could have gone to school with them, for God's sakes, yeah. is going to pull them out of, of the lower echelons of the baseball league. Until next week, we hope you are following us on social media. You are subscribing, you're rating, you're reviewing, you're telling your friends about us. And next week, we'll tell you about all this exciting stuff that's been going on in between. Hopefully, we'll have more all-star news for you. Say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Goodnight, Potty Mouth. Potty Mouth.